Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andrea Gazetta. Yay! And we're back from Panic Fest. Uh yes, we're back from Panic Fest. It has been a hell of a few days and a, oh god, it's been a whole month. I guess you could that could always be true. Yeah, you could always it say has that phrase. been a month. <laughs> Most of the time, it's been a month. The only people who can't say that are babies three weeks and younger, or yeah. like three, three and a half weeks and younger, I guess. And I mean, you know, for them, it's still kind of been a month. It's just part yeah. of it was it's inside, the first part one. of it was outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any month, any month. <laughs> the first month out on the outside, like they're little baby prisoners, and they're like, <laughs> they're like "I'm free. I don't have to do push-ups in the yard anymore." <laughs> What? How do you push up inside the womb? I, have you ever seen somebody that's like hella pregnant where the baby's like moving? Yeah. yeah they're doing push ups in there. That's so scary. They're doing yard time. I just, it, it was so wild. Uh, one of the girls, well, we have multiple pregnant people at work, and uh, one of them had her baby right before we left for Panic Fest. And in the last like couple weeks, she was there. Sometimes you would just like see the stomach move. Yeah, it was wild. That freak, yeah. legit, yeah, alien shit freaks yeah. me oh, out. Yeah, Dude, yeah, that yeah. baby came out so fucking yoked. Full blown <laughs> Krang. Actually, the baby's adorable. I'll show you pictures. Oh, that's Aww. adorable. I love the, every baby. The weirdest is uh, my uh, my cousin had a baby, and when the baby got out, it had uh, gotten its GED and turned its life around. <laughs> <laughs> so you're home sitting in your mom's uterus <laughs> oh man uh so i should probably temper expectations a little bit by saying that uh this past month has been so long and so work intensive for all of us that we're uh taking one week off before we continue back with our series on the illuminati for our sanity and then get back to working yeah um a lot has been going on uh with us and with me but mostly with us we just have a lot of stuff in the works and we also i mean we flew out to kansas city i still don't know what time it is no it's I'm hard it's really tired difficult. and i think it's six o'clock it is okay let's see uh, right currently it's 8 40 it's 8 40 yeah but okay. when the computers lie i've seen terminator <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> daylight savings time <laughs> Daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. Oh, you think I didn't know the Terminator theme? You know what's really funny is uh, when we were in Kansas City and the sun came up at what, to me, was three or two in the morning. It was like that scene of with Sarah Connor at the chain link fence with the explosion. I was just like, no! Judgment day! <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, we we flew to Kansas City. Um, Got a couple to days Kansas ago. City on a Thursday. Uh, By Friday, <laughs> we had almost a foot of snow. Yes. Oh my God, we landed in Kansas City on Thursday, and it was like the same as last year. Where it was like icy and kind of kind of like just cold. Just cold. Yeah. Really. And then um, and then we were inside. Uh, Andrea had gone to sleep. Paige and I were just trying to get some work done, and then we heard a noise <laughs> that sounded literally like a Christmas miracle. Is yeah. the only way I can describe Sleigh it. Sleigh bells. Yeah. <laughs> It and it, it, yeah, it just 
we look we took a peek outside honestly because the thing is is like we're not from somewhere where it snows at least not that much so andrea probably didn't react at all but Paige and i were like okay that's somebody obviously on the roof trying to break into the house right like a hundred percent it was it was because the snow was piling on the tree which was then like falling flumping? off onto yes. the house. yeah flumping yeah, yeah. there's a noise there's a sound we, we were that's hearing what it sounds snow, like like yeah. chunks fall yeah off it's as like a yeah and when yeah. we we looked outside it was just it was uh it was just so white it was so white it was the population I mean, of missouri outside yeah, it called the police say. on us and we didn't even have a barbecue <laughs> <laughs> it was insane Paige and i went outside i immediately figured out how to create a penis in the snow um, and balls the balls were so big well they're based it looked, off of the balls looked like you laid on the ground and just wormed into a circle like a perfect crop circle with your body <laughs> the upsetting part is i didn't that was so the dick i had to make the balls were just my balls that i did <laughs> into, into the, the snow, snow. <laughs> no it was yeah it, it was very hard and difficult well the dick was also hard but it was <laughs> It was difficult it was frozen. to figure snow. it out. Yeah, we <laughs> picked up snow. We had a snowball fight. Ice stick. Which yeah, was yeah we had a, a midnight snowball fight. Yeah, Aww. we called our respective parents because it was like 8 p.m. You guys are so fucking cute. It, <laughs> I will say I woke up in the morning and I just went, ugh, when I saw the snow. Because like it is beautiful and it is quiet. But then your toes get wet and that's when I get mad. So Snow yeah. is like... Snow is like a puppy because when you get it, you're like, oh, my God, a puppy. And then you have to leave someone. You're like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this shit now. Because like we uh, the puppy phase was me going outside and being like, oh, my God, snowball fights. Oh, my God. And then the the house training equivalent for snow is realizing that you have to dig your car out of out of something to leave and we did not have a snow shovel no. so we Paige started using the, the ice, ice scraper, scraper that came window. with the rental Rather car effectively yeah. i might add i found a broom in a in a garage that yeah. was just open and i was using that and then and i also the thing is is uh i don't i so i didn't okay everyone focused on the jacket aspect of winter and no one at all warned me that if you wear white leather nikes they will not survive the snow and so they were uh obliterated and i couldn't help shovel because i you know i couldn't my feet would just get ruined so andrea's doing the shoveling once we actually got a shovel from just somebody who was passing by who went do you need a shovel midwest (laughs) the midwest is neighborly and helpful like if you're in the midwest and you're like neighbor can i borrow that shovel be like yes you can but in return you shovel their walkway without being asked because yeah. that's what neighbors do. I didn't realize that was a trade-off. In fact, okay, so first of all, uh, we're trying to... I was trying to shuffle the wa- or shovel the walk afterwards, failing at it. Andrea just comes <laughs> over and takes the shovel from my hand yeah. and then does it. And I was like, I don't even think this was expected of us. And as soon as she finishes, that's when the lady comes outside and goes, ah, yeah, have a go. <laughs> and it is. It's just this weird Midwest transaction where you just do that and I see each like other a, at church. I was like a Midwest translator. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite was when we were having our midnight snowball fight and you were like, it's so beautiful. Beautiful. This is so fun. Have you ever done this before? And I was like, played in the snow? And, and you were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. 
No, it's fresh snow. It was so awesome. You're so cute. Shut up. Both <laughs> of Joy you. is adorable. It's I never I never got that. I never got to do that. I never got to so the thing is 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 the snow is okay. I've learned so much because last year I previously said that I kept trying to pick up snow and make a snowball out of it. And I kept burning my hands because it was, it was cold. the wrong kind of snow. It was ice. I was picking up ice essentially. <laughs> now I know because it, it, it was just dirt, rocks well. and snow. No, yeah. I picked up snow that had just fallen on yeah, the ground. We had fresh, right? Yeah. That's Perfect good. Snowball. That's it's, good it's snow. al- there's almost nothing. It's so soft. Yeah. I can't think of any. It's like cotton and it's not that cold. That's the other thing. Like you're explaining snow like it's a new technological development. New from Cyberdyne. Yeah. Snow. (laughs) That like people have never heard of before and it is adorable. Well, I just, I never experienced it before. It's very cute. Well, thank you. I, I did like that when we were shoveling the car out, like a fucking, the thing is, is like I've never... There's no equivalent in California. The closest in California we have is street sweeping where you have to just move your car. And even that's not the same. Uh, we had to in, dig. In Southern California. We used yeah. to get floods in Northern California. And yeah. So sometimes I'm, that would impact. Uh, yeah. I, let me be Let me be more clear. I'm speaking of Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, California. Yeah. And so we had to dig our car out of something like I, like a fucking Tomb Raider thing where you're just like okay the only way out is underneath all of this dirt and shit and so we had to shovel the snow out to get out of the car and then i have ruined nike so i can't do anything so several cars will just pass by and try to uh, try to figure out why for no reason there's a giant football player of a man who is just watching his beautiful blonde girlfriend shovel snow and look like i'm taking like i'm like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh okay so that's Page is still like excavating with an ice scraper. Yeah, people pass- <laughs> in rather effectively. <laughs> people passed by us, and I could feel them through their stare go California. Their judgment. Yeah, I didn't. I ruined my shoes, so we had to go to a. Uh, we had to go to a uh, military army surplus, army surplus store. store. Yeah, where we walked in, and immediately everyone clocked me as a threat. Um, the the owner of the surplus store was if Lieutenant Surge didn't have Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon people will get this. Yeah, he, he just he was Lieutenant Surge, but just running a, a for the, for the army you, store. For those of you that haven't played Pokemon, he's like a lieutenant who drank too much Surge Cola. <laughs> he like just, he just had a little a little bit of a gut. He just reminds me of like every army dude like older army dude i've ever met yeah. like prepper he's yes. the thing is is he's he's like that dude has a bunker for sure oh for sure it's in the shop or yeah. underneath the shop for sure <laughs> there's, there's he, a surplus store in burbank where they have parrots oh what yeah it looks almost exactly like the store that we went oh, to yeah. except that they have a giant cage with like two parrots all army surplus stores are run the same because every store should have somebody that understands retail but military surplus stores are just like i got shit you want shit get the fuck out that's yeah. it that's the underlying theme of every army store they're hard to maneuver around um he was very clear and that i asked for like extra sizing and he in a lot of words, basically said uh, that people in the military aren't my size. And then I, as if to avoid the thought of uh, accidentally not insulting me, goes, oh, to be clear, height-wise, yes, but the other way, no. I was like, yeah, I got it, man. 
It was fucking. It sucked. <laughs> he we showed up and he looked. He's like in his like middle forties, maybe early fifties. Mm, he's fifties, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say like early. But he's 50s. like fit for fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He's like a, a fantastic looking fifty. He looks like he wouldn't pass a psych exam to be a mall cop. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> really intense, dude. We show up, we park the car. Immediately, Paige goes, uh, "You cannot tell anyone here that we are from Los Angeles," and she didn't. She had to tell me this, but also the building tells you this because right outside is just a missile, just a ground to air missile that is just right outside the door. It was on sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could buy it. I, immediately, I accidentally fucked up and said that we were from California because I well, realized. Well, because we came in and he took one look at us and was like, where are you from? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is and happening? This, what happened here? At this point, they <laughs> had the boots that I needed. And in my brain, I was like, he's going to know lie if yeah. i lie he's not gonna sell yeah. me these boots what am i gonna say to him chicago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i just tell him i'm from los angeles i try my hardest to be nice he has a lot of grateful dead patches that say shut up hippie yeah shut up hippie i i now own one of them oh you it got made it. me laugh a lot um yeah that was such an awful experience yeah so we <laughs> and walk immediately in, we i'm sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say we walk in and you know, Armando goes, ah, sorry, we're from California. We don't have weather there. Uh, I need boots. And so he's like helping him with boots. And he's like, what happened here? <laughs> because oh, yeah. he sees that Paige is in a full. Paige has real snow boots. Yeah, I'm a snow pro. Paige has like a real snow jacket. I am in soaked Ugg boots and a tank top. Yeah. Because I was and shoveling leggings. and leggings because I was shoveling the car out and, and I hot and sweaty. worked up a sweat. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to deal with my jacket right now. And so he just assumed I was unprepared. <laughs> and he just looked at me and just went, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I just I do remember that he just gestured to me and went, so how did you happen? <laughs> yeah, he 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 kind of he kind of waved his hand ar around Paige and went, "So how did this happen?" And I was like, "What are you asking? What offensive, awful question? Are you asking why no. she was prepared for yes. snow?" No, that's what it was because we were all from Los Angeles, yeah. and somehow I think his implication was, "How did you, person who owns snow gear, not tell them that they would need oh, snow gear?" I thought he was saying, "How did only one of you yeah. figure out what was needed?" Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, even if I had known, even if I had known, what am I gonna? Why am I gonna have snow shit for well, when it never happens? It's hard. You have to order it. Like yeah. you can't just go to a store and buy snow boots in California. No, I, I ordered mine. Yeah. Um, and it was because I got booked for a festival in Idaho a mm -hmm. couple Januarys ago where it was 11 degrees Hot. and very snowy. And before going, knowing that it was going to be very cold, yeah. I ordered my boots off Amazon and bought a jacket specifically for it. And then I have just held on to those. So that just means that those boots take up room in my house for the whole rest of the 365 days a year that I don't have snow. I will say that I'm very happy that I own the boots that I own now because I can wear them in California. Yeah. They're, and they're pretty they fashionable. They look cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are pretty cool. I did, I did like that to take them home because, okay, peek behind the curtain. Your boy wears a size 15 shoe. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're part of my family. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot your family did that horrible thing. Uh, um, 
Yeah, so I at one point was like, okay, let's see if these boots will fit in my backpack because my Nikes will fit in my backpack. My backpack has the carrying capacity of a boot, a singular boot. And so what I had to do was tie the boots around the top of my backpack, which I later learned is the the go-to move for military members when they're coming home. So now I'm walking through an airport with the military-style boots in the military-style carrying form, walking around this airport, and everyone's just looking at me like, did you... Did you eat an army man? <laughs> They're like the height, yes, but the width, no. <laughs> Are you a Kirby, but for people? Were you fighting on our side or the other <laughs> side? Exactly. <laughs> I came through. It's a trophy boot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh yeah, because that's the other thing is to save space. Because again, size fifteen boot. I had one in my backpack and one outside. Which I don't know why you didn't just tie both to the outside. Because I tried tying both, and I walked through the house and immediately kicked myself in the shoulder, and then the other boot almost knocked down a glass. So I. Was was like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save a little bit of space. I did that. I walked through TSA with so much questionable shit, with just steel-toed boots and candy with an alligator strap to it. I brought a little, a My Little Pony home. Yeah, <laughs> we brought so much just questionable thr- shit through TSA. That oh my god, it was they so let wild. me carry an oversized poster through two different airports. Yeah, on the, two different flights, and no one said shit about it. When we flew home, um, and I promise we'll talk about Kansas City, yeah, and, for and sure. Panic Fest. But when we flew home, at a certain point, Paige was like, "Hey, I need you to hold this poster for me." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, for sure." And so I held it, and I'm so tired. I'm just walking through the airport and realizing that people are just looking at me, and I'm like, "Is it the boot? Is it still the boot?" Because you're in front of me. Can you see the boot from the front? <laughs> Can you see my, my, my boot and my balls? Uh, <laughs> my balls and my future? And my future. <laughs> and so I look down and realize that I have this terrifying horror film <laughs> festival poster facing out. Because Paige very smartly kept the, the, the drawing side like to herself. So that what other people could see was just cardboard. But I just have a hypnotizing spiral with a cat with three eyes that looks like it was buried in a pet cemetery for five years. It's a fucking awesome poster. It's a it's great super poster. cool, but we looked like we did some type of murder ritual to get oh, it. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I, I specifically wanted it because I have a poster from the first horror film fest I ever attended where I screened a zombie short film that I made Ooh. when I was in college. Yeah, uh, so I have that one above my desk at home, and it's basically the same kind of spiral, but with a zombie hand coming out of the ground, yes. and it just says, dismember the Alamo, because it was in the <laughs> Alamo draft house. I love it. Uh, so I'm putting it next to it, because they're, they're actually exactly the same. They're exactly the same size. Yeah. Uh, so And they're the same color scheme. That's so pretty it's cool. Look pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. That's yeah. super I can't awesome. Wait to see it. We uh yeah we did a bunch of stuff in Kansas City too. Actually, now that I really think about it, we did a lot of work. Um, we did Panic Fest live or a cult podcast live rather at Panic Fest, which was super fun. So fun. I mad props to every single one of you who came out in the snow. Some of you driving <laughs> seven or eight 
hours to yeah. be there. That was Thank you crazy. so much. It was so nice to see you and your sweet cosplays. Oh yeah, people <laughs> yes. cosplayed. I left it in. I mean, um, they, they own <laughs> they owned those clothes. Oh but yeah. yes. They if you haven't listened to the live show yet, uh two people that came cosplayed as Jimmy John's employees. They came dressed in their Jimmy John's because they were formerly Jimmy John's employees. So great. And every Jimmy John's employee who quits keeps their uniform and if you're a delivery driver usually you steal the car topper for no reason other than just to fuck jimmy john's over <laughs> um fucking shithole of a company anyway uh free smells free smells god damn it hot I sp- door <sighs> free smells uh i got a pickle um these are all the jimmy john's phrases i know somebody asked me to sign their jimmy john's t-shirt how That's honored awesome. did you feel very that's yeah. really cool there's no feeling better because especially one of jimmy john's things is like you can't get any marks or pens or anything on it so to me a little bit in my head i was like yeah fuck you john <laughs> i see when i worked at sur for forever we had aprons but like we didn't have like a you uniform uh so i don't know if it would be as exciting to sign one straight up that's fair when i worked at home depot i uh (laughs) they have like the orange aprons and Uh at mine like you could personalize yours so i did like a unicorn pegasus like twins (laughs) on mine and then like andrea and then someone came up to me while i was at work like right before i quit and they were like hey cheryl's leaving can you like paint a thing for her and i was like this is my job. <laughs> I don't want to do stuff. For, I don't want to work for free for you at this demeaning place. No, <laughs> I have to go. What? I was mean. I was I was very angry about Home Depot. I had to sling a lot of pipe there. You know what I mean? Hey, no, I don't. Size 15 shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just it was it's hard when you have an art degree to go and talk to old men about things they want to build and tell them where stuff is and then have them be there were the old men actually were fine but young men had like a problem with me and it was like a whole thing young men in home depot are an interesting thing phenomenon because they don't know anything no but they for the sake of their masculinity they will not listen to a woman's opinion yeah so it's like well i'm trying to help you but you don't want to listen to me so it's a lot of just me being frustrated in a home depot yeah it's hard to it's almost i don't understand how you can have at the same time hey i know exactly what i'm doing and i know more than you but also where is this thing? Every damn day. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's the, the Sir Latab life. Um, yeah, it was definitely Sir Latab life for sure. Oh, and chefs are real. Chefs are real, real assholes. Sexist. They also don't take care of their tools very well usually. No. So they'll come in and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need you to sharpen this knife. And there's no easy way to be like, you should throw this fucking knife away, asshole. Yeah. My understanding. Quit putting it in the dishwasher. <laughs> My understanding of uh, chevery, it, chevron, if you will, is um, you shouldn't, but you should. Anyway, uh, my understanding is that the only people who truly, actually, that's not true, not only, but the majority of sh- chefs or chevi, if you will, the plural of chefs. Chefs? Chefs. Um, my understanding is that chefs will mostly take care of their stuff if they're just like home cooks, not like people who work at restaurants like and then you got the big restaurants who of course they take care of their shit so there's like levels of it where your average line cook mm-hmm. or sous chef that is not making a ton of money because those jobs don't make a ton of money 
have what we call beaters, okay. which are literally knives that are so bad, you do not feel bad if you lose them or throw them away. Interesting. If you're, But they will also typically have a second set of good knives at home. Okay. The problem is when they treat the good knives like the beaters. Uh, then once you get to be like a fancy chef, you have fucking amazing knives and no one else is allowed to touch them. And I don't know if officially you can stab people if they do, but that happens. Hmm, interesting. But knives are like the most stolen things from kitchens. So like chefs have their knives stolen all the time if they have something nice. That's why they bring the beaters to work. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. But uh, speaking of knives, uh, people, slashers, murders and stuff. Um, We saw uh, while we were in Kansas City waiting for some stuff to happen or some you know just trying to like pass the time like okay eventually when working we'll reach a point where we can no longer creatively come up with anything but our brains are still working and that is the point in which you just turn off everything and what we did turn on in the interim was uh the aaron hernandez documentary series now this is a tradition for us because last year at panic fest when our brains were fried we watched the Catwalk Showcat documentary. Oh, that I is forgot right. about that. About Oh La La, the cat. That was that amazing. Is right. I forgot I that we watched that. that. We have a documentary tradition. We do have a tradition of watching documentaries that make you go, wow, that person has ruined their life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, La La, the cat. Oh, La La, owner. the cat. Uh, we watched the uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, real quick. heavy spoiler alert. Um, if you yeah, haven't, they threw a birthday party for that cat at one point. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary or Catwalk, he's a murderer, uh, and he murdered somebody. What? He murdered at least three people. Yes. I would say yes. More likely, potentially more that we don't know about. But we watched that. Um, we watched the we watched two episodes and then we each at our own sp- pace watched the third episode. Um, gosh, it's so insane. Yeah, it is a wild story. Yeah, if you're unfamiliar, the the brass sacks of it is Aaron Hernandez is a uh, or was a football player. Yeah, uh, he started out playing high school football and then eventually he went to go play college football in Florida. And then after that, he was drafted uh, pretty late in the draft to at uh, uh, the um, New England Patriots. Thank you, the New England Patriots. God, that military surplus store owner was right. <laughs> I'm just not a man. <laughs> You done fucked up at A-Ron. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the the documentary series is interesting. Oh, so he plays for the he plays for the New England Patriots, and then uh he was found to be a suspect in a murder case. And when they start looking into that and arrest him, then they find out that there's a double homicide that he can be tied to. And then just a bunch of other weird, interesting shit comes out of the woodwork. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. He's very bad good. at crime. He's so He's, bad at crime. But when... So as the documentary continues, there's a lot of evidence. And I'm sure if you guys watch it, you'll figure it out. Should we? Can we talk about the... It's been out for a while. Okay. If you don't want this spoiled, skip ahead. Yeah, if you don't want it spoiled, skip ahead. But it's like it's it. it it's was real life. Yeah. It was life. Yeah, I think what's most interesting about it is when the documentary begins. You're like, this kid is a psychopath, 
And when the documentary ends, you're like, this kid has suffered a horrible life of trauma that destroyed his frontal lobe and probably caused some anger issues. It could be a little of both. It could be a little of both. I, yeah, I am in the camp of it being a little of both where I don't think you can attribute the murders necessarily to CTE, but I do think you maybe can attribute his suicide to CTE. I would say for me, like listening to it, the things that they were talking about as symptoms of CTE being lack of impulse impulse control, control, anger, mood swings, that kind of stuff, that having a gun and being 20 years old can kind of coalesce to create a perfect storm for murder. For sure. The the only reason that I err on the side of maybe that wasn't entirely to blame is because at least one of those murders was very premeditated. Yes. yes. It's also the one he did the worst at. That's where he left like shotgun sh- or gun uh, shells in the bar and Bubblicious blue bubble gum. That was the worst thing to happen to Bubblicious since they got rid of LeBron's flavor. <laughs> Honestly, um, the weirdest part too is when you're watching a true crime documentary and you're 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 watching it and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, these murders are terrible." But I could do them better. I could totally get away with it. Like as an expert in true crime or or a light expert in true crime and uh, a, a more of an expert in how many people murder people badly. But the thing is, is like we've covered a lot of people that have done murders that were that went horribly, not necessarily with them getting caught, but like Manson, uh, the Manson family misspelling Helter Skelter and putting Helter Skelter. Um, but this guy left a full fucking blunt on the floor. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the blunt. That was the most upsetting thing. That was the most upsetting thing. A blunt, a blunt that they saw him buying the blunt wrappers for on camera. And then he was like dancing next to the gas pump. Dude has no rhythm. Mm, Depends on what he was listening to. But also, uh, yeah, he, oh my God. The word one of the other things too is on Twitter, uh, following the documentary's release, somebody put, How you gonna leave half a blunt on the floor? <laughs> and somebody responded. Somebody responded by saying, Obviously, none of you have gone through the trauma and immediate al- adrenaline rush that comes with taking another person's life. What the fuck? Yeah. And my response to this was obviously a lot of you have never experienced the trauma. <laughs> An immediate regret of dropping half a blunt on the floor. <laughs> Cold. No. Yeah. Armando. You don't, you don't, I don't, the thing is, is like, I responded that to Are a, we just a, a glossing over person. the fact that the second dude probably murdered someone? I feel like the second dude is the same guy who owned the military surplus store. <laughs> so here, here's what I was actually, like, I had like a theory going on in my brain where I was like, It could have definitely been the second guy, except that he wasn't at the second murder, but he definitely could have killed the first two. Oh, we're talking about the guy on Twitter. Oh. (laughs) But that's even better, because now in my head canon, this guy on Twitter (laughs) is the one that murdered these people. I was was thinking about the guy that uh, Aaron- That his face got all shot up? Yeah. Yeah, Because Aaron Hernandez shot him in the face. Yeah, he attempted to murder at least, I think, what was it, four to five people? Uh, I mean, he. The thing is, is like I'm talking attempts, not successful. No, yeah, he he attempted to murder five different people and yeah. successfully murdered three. No, wait, because before the first two, he shot at other two and they got away. They got away. Oh, so, so I guess that makes two, six. four, six, and then seven. No, that's just six. No, 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 six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. two. Okay, God. Oh, hold on. 
God damn, man. I I also learned that Paige, Armando, and I disagree heavily about what the sexiest man is. <laughs> yes, very heavily. Yeah, so. it's hard. Okay, before we get into this, horrible crimes. Horrible. Horrible crimes. He's a bad person. But he's also <laughs> yeah. kind of a baddie, if you know what I'm saying. Which is, it's awful. Because the thing is, is like, we're saying based off of physical attraction alone, Aaron Hernandez is an attractive dude. But once you hear him talk, he sounds unattractive. Like his voice, he'll go like, he's just like, hey, everybody. He's Buffalo Bill, essentially. Or he's just like, hey, everybody. Would you CTE me? I'd CTE me okay. I mean, so hard. I feel like for me, the second he opened his mouth, I would have been like, no, thank you. But also... <laughs> I feel like that's the same motherfucker that was eating paper at your school when you he were. He actually kind of looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't have the tattoos. You look at me. Okay, another constant in really quick. As an aside, another constant throughout the the, the film was how much Aaron Hernandez needed, not wanted, needed to get his hands on some Harry Potters. He loves Harry Potter. He loves it. If this sounds like a joke, this sounds like we're doing a bit, but more than once in the show, and the best part is in the show he. Has has like you'll see that he has like multiple personalities so he'll talk to his friends and he's like i gotta be hood and then he'll talk to his girlfriend and he's like baby i love you and i love our child and then he'll talk to his mom where he's like i'm just a good boy and i've been doing good stuff and every single time he still brings up harry potter yeah harry potter (laughs) harry potter is his one constant with his girlfriend he's like Hey, baby, I need you to bring me my Harry Potters. He says it. He pluralizes it. Well, maybe he meant multiple Harry Potter books. That's. I well, think yeah, that's what he all meant. All the books, duh. But, but also, this is happening in 2015, roughly 15 years after Harry Potter yeah. came out. Like, did he just get on Harry I Potter? I think so. Because later in the like last episode, he's yeah. talking to a friend in prison. He's like, man, you know what I'm super into? Harry Potter. I love like, that shit. Yeah, the friend's like, Harry Potter? And he's like, like you gotta get into it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It's crazy. And so here's what I'm putting together. I actually don't think, I really, honestly, I don't even think he liked Harry Potter. I think he just wanted to eat the paper. <laughs> I think Aaron Hernandez eats paper, and his favorite flavor is magic. I think Aaron Hernandez took too many bludgers to the face. Yeah, Oof. yeah. No, I. Th- yeah, that's like, what they never talked about in Quidditch. Was all right? the CTE? All the CTE. <laughs> CTE that's Quidditch. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, when they show that brain scan, oh oof, man, is bad. It's it is bad. bad. Why do we let anyone play football? Football is a is a. Football is such a dumb thing. They should just all play hockey instead. <laughs> the most peaceful no. of sports. There's an entire movie about hockey. There's actually two of them, but the second one is really bad. There's a, an entire movie of hockey called Goon, where the yeah. entire premise is a hockey player whose only job is to hurt other people and get them off the field. Love it. There's actually the there rink. are multiple. It's a great hockey. movie. There's yeah. Miracle is a great hockey movie. Miracle on Ice is good, but I just meant there's a hockey movie specifically about a guy who just beats people up. Yeah, those are the best people. Yeah, I watched a guy break his hand against another dude's face at a hockey game one time. God damn! And what? They, and they weren't even playing. <laughs> no, it talk w- about a chiseled jaw, am I, I right, know. ladies? Yeah. And they put him in the penalty box for five minutes, and then he came back out and won the game with his broken hand. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah, Jonathan Chichu! 
If you ever want to see people fight at a sports arena, just go to the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. No, because that's where you'll get knifed. Yeah, you'll die. Man, Why? I wish I'd do a documentary what? on that. Why? You Dude, didn't hear you about been that? to the parking lot at Dodger Stadium? No, I've when only was... been to Dodger Stadium once, and it was with you at Rose Battle. Yeah, it was with uh, both of us. We, um, When I was a kid, one of the big things that happened is a Giants fan was murdered in the parking lot of Dodger Stadium. Or what? maybe not in the parking lot, but after a Dodgers game. What As someone who grew up near the Oakland Coliseum... Don't fuck with fans like that. Yeah. It was Oof. crazy. So like San Francisco and Dodgers are, are rivals uh in baseball. And uh and so yeah, Dodgers fans uh, apparently antagonized another fan and then uh killed him. What the fuck is wrong with people? Sports are dumb. And Raiders fans over here be like, only one murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raiders fans are intense because they'll murder for a team that abandoned them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just left them behind. Raiders fans paint their faces silver like they're living in Mad Max and killing a rival team fan is going to bring them into Valhalla. <laughs> Raiders fans are just athletic juggalos. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I tweeted that at like were they they were in some playoff game or something and I think I just said Raider fans are sports juggalos. That's so funny. They're that's all they are, man. <sighs> anyway, so Aaron Hernandez is essentially the biggest Raiders fan. Um <laughs> not, not in all. terms of sports, but in terms of murder. <laughs> Uh, it was such a it's an interesting documentary and there is there is there's parts where like and the uh, hottest guy has long hair he is and he's odin lloyd's best friend he's easily the hottest guy guy. fight me for fight he's the coolest guy problem number one he's the best guy not the hottest guy but secondly he also wasn't odin lloyd's best friend he just knew odin lloyd and no one else would really talk to them they used to play football together but it had been years since they had hung Uh, out he talked about seeing odin lloyd and being like well he looked good yeah um yeah he just i don't know like no disrespect to him but he looks like he could play bojack horseman in a live action bojack horseman (laughs) (laughs) as the back half yeah rude yeah he's got a face like a horse such long hair it's beautiful (laughs) i think that's why you like him so much is because he looks like a horse (laughs) <laughs> are we getting, are oh, we getting no. to the root of some sh- some shit here? Nay. <laughs> oh my god! Just imagine him starring in a live action Pegacop. Ooh, <laughs> ten out of ten would watch. It'll have to be the sequel because Antonio Banderas is tied to the first one. <laughs> it's Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. That's right. He's oh attached. Oh, man. Attached at the abs. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. What's your joke that never works that you like it? Uh, I have a joke about gun stores where... Oh, I've seen you try that a lot. Uh, I keep trying to make it work where I'll talk about gun stores. Uh, I the, the two that I have is... The first one is the gun store where I, uh, the, the part of it will work. The part that never works is when I say, did you know that they just call gun stores stores? Because I feel like if you sell guns, you're not a store, you're an armory. But if you, because you can walk into one store and walk out with milk and walk into another store and walk out with a murder. Anyway, I went to the murder store and yeah. that's like, it's just a dumb little bit. The second one I have that no one gets in it in with without a ton of explanation and then at that point it's not funny anymore is... Uh, um. 
I feel bad for being so big, as big as I am, uh, for little reasons, little things like I'm an upstairs neighbor. (laughs) 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 I think it works not in the context of stand up, but I just love I would do that joke and then no one would laugh as they were trying to figure out the connection. That's really funny. I don't know. I tried it out for three weeks and it never worked wild that because that cracks me up. oh thank you i never do it anymore because i feel so every time i walk in this house i feel so bad <laughs> just like a like what are they keeping a fucking elephant up there jesus <laughs> i had one where i would claim that my nickname in high school was eat a salad yeah. <laughs> and it fucking never worked not even once <laughs> And I think it was like a delivery thing where like I could never find a way to deliver it right because I always wanted to deliver it as like eat a salad from like across a quad and it just never translated. I think it didn't work as the delivery was wrong because when it got there, it was a pizza instead of a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Roasted. And I think I may have talked about it on the show before where I had a joke about uh, a guy in our senior class was institutionalized after making a list of people he wanted to kill oh no and my biggest question is like what number was i (laughs) (laughs) because like hey i was nice to you in study hall but also i was on student council i was popular (laughs) dude straight up okay so number 13 is Paige wesley obviously because she would always talk to me about my harry potters fourth round draft pick (laughs) fourth round draft pick Paige wesley Dude, in the murder draft. Straight, there is a semi-crazy person who lives here in LA who is kind of a comedian, but mostly a crazy person. And he made a list <laughs> oh, a couple yeah. years ago of the top 100 people I that mean, get booked more than he does. Do you know who's not on this list at all? Me or Armand. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> you know, know who is on this list? Andrea, Andrea Gazetta. <laughs> Let me see if I can Wait, pull it up. Please find it. Up. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's the list. I there are festivals that I've gotten into that I'm like, whatever. At least I made this list. <laughs> Those Crystal Adams and I were <laughs> were reading that list, dying. Number fifty-eight, Andrea Gazetta. <laughs> How did you find it so fast? Wow. I'm going to just say this chick should have fucked with a legend before she fucked with some Burbank open micers. <laughs> y'all, y'all pick the dorks over some good old dot, 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 dot. Never mind. I'm going to just cool down. <laughs> also, the whole list is in all caps. The oh, entire <laughs> list. Well, my favorite is because the list is so wild. The so list wild. starts off with like. People that are legitimately good comics that get booked more than him. That and he's the, still talking shit about. Oh, yeah. Talking so much shit. People that he likes still talking shit. But then it just digresses into women that won't fuck him. Yes. Oh, because from the, the beginning. Last, like back half of that list is just like Julia Loken should have gotten with it. It's just wild. Yeah. There are a few that are like barely number, a sentence. Number, yes. number 58, Andrea Gazetta. Number 50, Jeff Ross. Does it really have <laughs> yes. Jeff? Yeah. We're on the same list. If you told also, Jeff about it, he'd be like, who made this? Exactly. <laughs> Jeff Ross, Pete Holmes is on it, uh, which I think is hilarious. I am in the company of legends because none of us will fuck this dude. Well, in the words of Kenny Lyon, you should have fucked with a legend. <laughs> 
instead of sticking with some good old nah never mind <laughs> i'm gonna just cool down i'm gonna just cool down straight up <laughs> my favorite joke that never works is about being a horse girl <laughs> it it's works a good joke here's the thing i like this joke it works in alaska uh-huh. It works at places where people have horses. Yeah. It does not work in Los Angeles <laughs> because people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because it's all of the minutia about training horse. So it's like. You mean uh, one of them, their cars, what you got to feed and stuff? I'm going to just burn it because I don't do stand up anymore. Fuck, fuck it. it. Uh, Go for it. The joke is uh, I didn't fuck till I was 19 because I was a horse girl growing up. Uh, and then it, it goes into, fuck, what is it? It's something like, it's like a horse, fuck, I don't remember. I quit. Never mind. I can't remember. I have to write it down. But the whole thing is about how, like, horses aren't your friends. They just have Stockholm Syndrome. And because you have to train a horse, what you call training a horse you is break breaking break it. A horse. And so, like, I go into all this stuff, and, like, to me, it is hilarious. And to everyone who didn't grow up, like, where you raise horses, they're just like, I don't get it. She also has a great part in the joke uh, where she says... Um, I think that's why little girls like horses so much because it's training women to be able to control a beast that could decide to murder you at any moment. <laughs> yeah, it's training us for dating men. But yeah. no one laughs at that part. They get really uncomfortable. No, just one person in the back of the room that looks suspiciously like a horse is like... <laughs> I will say, when I did it in rooms full of high women, it works really well. Yeah. But that's the, the only time shows. it works. Yeah, on the gateway shows on the high set, it would work really well. But I think it's just because everyone was high and yeah. everyone was like <laughs> more in touch with the fact that like men be killing bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that you had like three or four jokes where the, the punchline was like, because I might be murdered. <laughs> she is the type. <laughs> First of all, though, before we go into that, I do want to say that I am very happy because Andrea, who does not do stand-up anymore, did do stand-up in Kansas City. It was I very did. good. It, it was, was really fun. good. You it felt good. Crushed. It was, it was really fun. We did uh, we, we did stand-up in the lobby of an apartment building. That place looked like a dorm. Like, I yeah. know I asked at the beginning of my set, but I was very serious. <laughs> yeah, they go. We So it's, it's a comedy show. Like, they charge money for tickets. You get in. There's seats. There's alcohol. The whole nine yards uh for comedians and uh and then we went hey where's the bathroom and they go oh down the hall in apartment 108 no one lives there so we're just using the restroom <laughs> and somebody deaf clogged that toilet oh yeah. for sure somebody also sink. clogged the sink yeah and then people kept using the sink yeah so i do not envy whoever's gonna move into apartment 108 in that apartment building in kansas city <laughs> Well, in fair, I envy them because the rent is like three hundred dollars. It's Good amazing. Lord. Yeah, it was. It's it's insane for a one bedroom apartment. I'm so jealous. Legit With real jealous. hardwood floors. Yeah. Oh, mama, it was beautiful. Um, Kansas City was great. We also did another stand up show that was basically just us with a couple of local stand up comics too. Uh, and we met a bunch of uh, people, a bunch of lovely listeners. Uh, one at the show, we met. We met Julie. She came to one of the shows, and then she came to and the live she show came to too. Panic Fest too. She got us all kinds of fun gifts. So uh, much Armando, candy. Do you want to share what you received as a gift? Yes, I do. I got, a, <laughs> I got a uh, uh, what is it called? A tartan a pot holder. A oh, pot tar- holder. Tartan for yeah. plaid. Yeah. A tartan. Uh, a plaid tartan pot holder 
that is designed incorrectly as to make it into a swastika. Fun fact. Or was they did maybe she did it on purpose. No, she did, oh, it, on she purpose. did it on purpose. Yeah. To make it look like a swastika, but that is the same pattern okay. I used when I accidentally made swastika That's what quilts I thought. as a child. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it, it is it it has a little swastika on it. That's one of the questionable things I brought through TSA, by the way. Because I was like, <laughs> please don't question me about these combat boots. I do have swastikas on my shit. <laughs> If you dig too much, you will find something that will get me in jail. Oh, Ooh, she, boy. She was very nice. She went to one of the local quilt shops mm-hmm. and brought me a bunch of quilt stuff that now I have to figure out what I'm going to make with them. She got me... Um, she also got me uh, this box of chocolate liqueur. Uh, they're little chocolates. And I, I've had a couple of these. I don't think I talked it on the podcast before. And if I did, wow, good for listening. But if I didn't, thank you for knowing me. My father had a bunch of these little chocolate bottles in his uh, in his bedroom drawer when I was a child, and I would see them and open them and be like, "Ooh, chocolate!" And then I would, and then there's alcohol in it. And as a child, I was like, "Ah, man, these chocolates taste nasty." And then I would be like, well, this one has a different wrapper on it. So obviously it's a different chocolate. And I would eat it. And then it would be a different alcohol in it. And then I would just be like, ah, man, these chocolates are tasting better and better each time (laughs) I eat them. And so I couldn't eat all of them. And I couldn't, I don't think they would have allowed me to bring them on a plane. And at the point that we were leaving, I was so tired. But I did eat a few of them (laughs) before we left. I uh, may or may not have smoked a joint that somebody wink wink don't tell the cops gave me at a certain point in an undisclosed location um god kansas city weed is or missouri weed is so different from los angeles weed it got me not high at all and then all of a sudden the highest i'd been (laughs) because i just i didn't smoke for like days and then and so like i stayed up I had this thing where I don't know if you guys could do this, where where all of your thoughts are there all the time, and you just like you can, your brain is I don't. In wh- fairness, you had also been awake for twenty four hours. That's true. No, but like even before that, when I like okay, when I was sober for three days, it felt like everything. You talk about it like it was like some type of court mandated event <laughs> that time i was sober for three days honestly it feels like it i everywhere else i go i get high as shit and so now i'm not getting high i went to san francisco and i brought weed with me because i could have it but i can't bring weed with me to kansas city and so i spent three days i almost said months because that's how it felt i spent three days sober and i just wasn't tired all the time i wasn't hungry for junk food uh all my thoughts made perfect sense which is really weird and upsetting um, I don't know. It's just all this weird. T- Do you guys feel that way sometimes? Yeah, all the time. What? That's yeah. crazy. My thoughts make sense most of the time. That's insane. The, I mine don't, but it's different <laughs> for different reasons. It's all the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> the CPU. Oh, that's right. <laughs> to bring it back around, I was gonna do a bit when I when I was smoking my vape right now, and then I was gonna be like <laughs> spaghetti tomato. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we were talking, so CTE is, uh, the thing from the Aaron Hernandez documentary. traumatic encephalopathy. Hell yeah, Yeah. dude. It's, uh, it's that chronic, (laughs) that chronic trauma snuffleupagus. And it comes, (laughs) it happens when you, see, that's what I'm saying, weird thoughts. Anyway, uh, so it happens when you have suffered too many concussions or head injuries and football players are very prone to it because, 
I don't know if any of you have ever played football. Um, and I mean this to everyone, but football is violent. Even at the high school level, if you're on the line, every play you get hit in the helmet and it hurts your neck a little bit. And at the very best case scenario, your ankles are gone by the time you're done with high school or by, I guess by the time you're done with whatever, for me, it was high school, but I'm horribly out of shape. It might've been all those liquor chocolates I was eating as a child. Um, <laughs> God, maybe that's why my brain no work good. But uh, we were in the airport, and I hadn't seen the last episode of the documentary. And there, these people behind us were talking about it very loudly, and they couldn't remember the term for CTE. And so one of them goes, "What is that? That CET?" And I was about to turn around and correct them before somebody goes, "No, it's one of them CATs." Somebody goes, "No, it's not. It's one of them CTUs." And then everyone went, "Ah, there it is." <laughs> oh god. And so we've just been calling it CPUs for like computers or ICPs. Or ICPs. Or ICPs. Which also happens when you suffer too many head trauma. <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, oh. If you got the chance to listen to the live show, mm -hmm. in addition to all the wonderful things Julie brought us, sewing stuff, uh -huh. crocodile. I Oh, I have a pin cushion that's in the shape of a gator. It's great. That's adorable. I, got, so a, I got a tiny little alligator. Um, God. Andrea got wonderful ponies and unicorns. <laughs> They're so adorable. My little pony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also, Phoebe gave us amazing shirts. Oh, Tie-dyed. Yes. God. Also hand-embroidered. Yes. Mine has so a unicorn, cool. and it says Halle Burton in sparkle pink glitter letters. Mine uh, has a domed earth with the continents in a separate tie-dye color, and above it, it says, thank Jesus for the dome. And mine has a wedge of cheese that says, hail Jesus. <laughs> she, she just nailed it, and she got all of our sizes exactly correct. Exactly. Very impressive. Very impressive, especially because she, she texted me months ago to ask for sizes i told her what the sizes were and then she was like okay i'm gonna have to account for them to shrink so she had like bought larger sizes tie-dyed them shrunk them yeah then embroidered them and they all fit perfectly they all fit perfectly um they look great they feel great they're awesome the worst part too is uh today on the day that we're recording this episode um Paige and I had to go to a uh, professional meeting. Thing Fancy business people. Where, yeah, where we talked doing? about, we had to, we were talking about the podcast, which feels weird. It feels like I'm telling uh, our children. I was like, so we talked about you at work today. <laughs> um, but we were talking about it and I had to, in a professional setting, go as an aside. When you look at our podcast, <laughs> you will see a lot of pro flat earth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to know that we're not serious about it. <laughs> and so that's Speak my favorite for thing. <laughs> oh no, she's turned against me. No, I'm kidding. She's used my own truth against me. Thank Jesus for the dome. <laughs> oh man, it was so nice. It was so awesome. We also had to explain skin car. It was a very yeah. weird meeting. We had to explain skin car to somebody and they brought up the best point, which is that we at no point at all even considered what the inside of skin car would yeah, be like. Yeah, the skin car interior is terrifying. Why is it so squishy? My Okay, so the two options we have, obviously, 
Oh God, Andrea, stop! It sounds so bad in an audio medium. God. The two options that I have in my head, right? It's first, it can either be organs, which is disgusting. But two, for some reason, tongue. Full, oh! full tongue. Oh, Interior. I don't like it. Full with tongue. Teeth. With the teeth. dashboard like is it. teeth. The dashboard is teeth. I don't like teeth. it. I don't like the it. The worst part is that it's not. It's not it's not a working car. It doesn't have electronic parts. So there is no AC. It's just it going <sighs> Why is it always hot? And the heater is it farting? Yeah, and oh. it doesn't it doesn't it's the kind of inside fart when you like eat too much and it's not ready to come out yet and Oh it's like, god, no. <laughs> Yeah, where like sometimes you have to fart and you hold it in and your stomach goes yeah. and you're like, oh, that went the opposite exactly. way. Exactly. It went front to down. <laughs> um, no, the other thing too that I was considering is that there is no like, because there's no mechanics that changes so many things in that like turn signals, you'll turn it on and it just somebody going left. <laughs> Wait a minute. I turn left now. What happens if your skin car breaks down? Oh God! Who fixes it? Well, and if how? you pull the plug, yeah. <laughs> if your ski, if your skin car bursts a tire, you put it out of its misery. <laughs> you old yeller your skin car in the back of an abandoned warehouse. And instead of a gas tank, you just have to like feed it food, and then yes. it's just I. Sh- you should have never existed. <laughs> And, and, and then you shoot it and leave half a blunt on the floor. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, we found Just bring all the bubbleicious in here. <laughs> There's I, half a blunt on the floor and all the Harry Potters in the trunk. I was just, we found all this bubbleicious in here. It could be the murderers or this person was just swallowing gum before oh, they turned into a skin God. car. The worst part about skin car is it's the only car that you can hotbox and then it drives worse. <laughs> You hot box skin car and you hit the the turn signal and just goes left, man. (laughs) Or whatever. I don't really care. That's so yeah, so we had to explain. That's that's the best part. Oh my god, but the cops would pull you over immediately because the car's eyes would be bludged. (laughs) He also asked, so he goes, So what the body hair, does it go inside of like does it just disappear? And we go, no. covered in hair the entire top of the car is just whatever hairstyle the car the person has the skin person i just want to know what skin car would be large enough to accommodate armando probably me if i myself was a skin car car, could you skinception yourself so that there's a skin car and then you are also driving the skin car? I guess in my mind, I imagine that the bones would expand and it would become the size of a normal car. Okay. That was my thinking for skin car as well. Yeah. Okay. But okay. you have provided me with person-sized skin car that would transform into a small dog-sized skin car. That's true, because if I like crouched down into like what the shape of a car would be, it yeah. would be about the size of a large dog. Yeah. So now, ostensibly, you have made it way worse. Because, because then it can't even... Go- it's not even road legal. Because you will be asleep tonight in... No, you know what? Because I leave for the road tomorrow. You will be asleep tomorrow. And in the background of our house, in pitch black darkness, you will just hear. (laughs) You fuck. (laughs) I don't like it. Left. 
<laughs> I stab left now. Oh God! Skin car will haunt all of our dreams. My favorite was that like his third or fourth question was, "What happens to the genitals?" And we're like, "Oh, the nuts stay." Yeah, <laughs> truck nuts. Yeah, hello. We go, <laughs> he goes, "Wait, what happens to the reproductive organs?" And we go, "Well, truck nuts are nuts, sir. <laughs> obviously." And he goes, "So what? Are the eyes the windshield?" And we go, "No, headlights, you idiot." <laughs> It has no windshield. So the meeting went great. <laughs> yeah. It was very fun. Andrea's looking at us like we have ruined her future. Yeah, Here's because we told her the meeting went great, and now we're telling her all of this awful thing. Here's the thing. It sounds like it was fun, at the very least. It was very and fun. And that's all that really matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when we made Brad Laveau? Remember when we made heartfelt memes like Brad Laveau and Tony Kansas? Oh, I love Tony Kansas. Tony Kansas. Some, a bunch of people drove through or past Tony Kansas to get to Panic Fest. Oh, God, I love it. I'm sorry I haven't been so active on the Facebook group. If people have been posting photos, for some reason I'll go to the Facebook group on my phone and my phone's like, all you need to see are the top two posts. And then that's it. Yeah, I also realized I was missing a lot of stuff. So I got to figure out how to get that working again. Um, Oh, also this other thing that I almost completely forgot is that the... Okay, so Panic Fest is on Saturday. Yes. At 2.45 p.m. Correct. We have a show where we are supposed to be there at 7.45 p.m. Correct. Somebody gave us so many snacks. It was so great. Michelle, thank to, you for the snacks. Michelle Yee, thank you tremendously. I like your purple For hair. all the stuff that you gave those us. Those potato all of the chips are fucking amazing. They were amazing. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the butter, the gooey oh, butter. The gooey butter cake. Oh my I have been God. scouring YouTube for the last two days to try and find an accurate recipe for gooey butter cake. If you are from the St. Louis area and have a family recipe, mm-hmm. please send it my way. Oh, so good. Especially because you have to because the name of the flavor we got, uh, well, one of the names of the flavors we got was Mom's Traditional. Mom's Traditional and then Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Mom's mm-hmm. Traditional, though. R- Mom's Traditional was so good. Red I- Velvet was a little much, but uh, Mom's Traditional was like exactly what I wanted yes, it to be. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I wanted to eat so much more of it. Like, I want my brain and heart wanted to eat half of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So we had a show. We had essentially we- 12 hours to consume enough food for 10 people yeah. we had a show at 2 45 p.m that ended at 4 15 we got the stuff at 4 30 or 5 and from 5 p.m our show started at 7 45 and then after that we just had to go pack get everything ready for our flight at three in the morning so we had two hours and then maybe one additional hour to eat all of the snacks and we did it we tried to eat as much as possible and we got way farther than I thought we were going to get. <laughs> Including some wrap snacks that I found. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. found wrap snacks at a gas station. We also had to explain to the at the meeting the other, uh, today about how sometimes we'll just mention brands and, th- and things. And it, Sorry. Uh, explaining to him our connection to wrap snacks was also very fun. And he was like, so they're like a sponsor? And we were like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we just love them. So is there like a mutual partnership? <laughs> They'd rather we didn't say their name. <laughs> Um, too late please give us more chips uh speaking of which so speaking of panic fest is that one thing i realized that we never did is we never listed the sources for that so i'd like to do that here so that no one accuses us of plagiarizing a podcast in the future yes so 
Uh, for the live show, we did something a little bit different this time where I did a lot of the research mm-hmm. and then Armando... You, you did all of the okay. research. <laughs> I, I only added... The only thing that I added was... Um, that I had found the name of the the film company was the only thing that I think that I added. Yeah, which I had and just didn't put mm-hmm. in because there was like a whole story about the company and like yeah. how they like had money and lost money. It was like a whole thing. Um, so uh, we pulled from a bunch of different research. So uh, first and foremost, uh, we actually got a packet from a listener and this was more than a year ago at this point. Wow. And we had just been like holding on to it. Uh, and that's from Aaron O'Cray Murphy. Uh, then we also had a um, sh- like a short article called Angels Made Me Do It, A Brief History of the Blackburn Cult by Cheryl Eddy. We had multiple articles from the Los Angeles Times because they are now searchable online for that time period. And they were covering the story the whole time. There's also a section that we didn't get a chance to go into in the episode because it was kind of hard to explain mm-hmm. quickly. Um, there was an additional cult in Los Angeles at the time that was very similar. That was more of like a doomsday cult where she was predicting the end of the world. And because people were worried that the Blackburn cult was going to be like them, the Los Angeles Times sent reporters out to interview them. And that interview still fucking exists like in the annals of the internet. And it is buck ass wild that's why it exists in the annals of the internet yeah if you want to hear two reporters tolerate a lot of nonsense it's that interview and basically what they determined at the end of the interview and they're like oh they're not dangerous but then this is the cult that ends up killing a bunch of people and then the other cult that they were worried about kills no one and like fizzles out what i think is very funny is two reporters uh trying to siphon what did you say two reporters dealing with a bunch of bullshit nonsense yeah is the description of cult podcast when it was me you and marie yeah. <laughs> um then um we've got two different books so our main book source and the one that we probably pulled the absolute most from and is a fantastic read if you get a chance it's totally worth reading i blew through it and that's The Cult of the Great Eleven by Samuel Fort. Um, it's pretty similar to our source on Manson where they found a lot of documents, etc. for the time. Mm-hmm. It's also similar to a base. Fort. Fort. <laughs> Hello. Um, and then finally, we have The Beast in the Abyss, The Rise, Decline, and Fall of May Otis Blackburn and Her California Cult by Rick Bod. Um, his family was in the cult and he was born while his parents were still in the cult. And as we kind of briefly mentioned in the show, when the cult ended, people didn't move away. They all just kind of stayed where they were at. Mm -hmm. And so he grew up in and around where the cult lived and knew all the people. His book was one of the best for just anecdotal evidence about people of just like finding out that Ruth was just constantly fucking everybody uh, he was the one who went into great detail about how dumb Ward was. Although it was, it was mentioned in a lot of other sources, but like that was the one where he was like, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> um, the weird thing about that book, though, is many, many times, because he's relying a lot on anecdotal evidence, he'll just be like, yeah, no one knows what happened to this person. And then in The Cult of the Great Eleven by Samuel Fort, he's like, documents show that this happened to this person. So... If you want hardcore actual facts, 
go with The Cult of the Great Eleven uh, by Samuel Fort. If you are just curious about the actual emotional dynamics between people in a cult, um, The Beast in the Abyss is actually really interesting. That's really great that you have kind of two separate sources for both. Because yeah. that something that I really loved about when you guys covered this cult was just that it felt informative. But I also love that there are these like little anecdotes about like what was happening and how people were feeling and just the the dynamics between the different people. And sometimes when we cover cults where we only have like documents, we don't yeah. have that anecdotal information. Mm -hmm. you're, we're wildly speculating and it's not as interesting. Yeah. yeah. I also, uh, I thought I thought you did a great job with the research, but amazing. I also thought you picked a great, we, we really tried uh, to find something that would be as good and maybe a little bit less murdery than the Chicago Rippers, yeah, who are yeah. an intense cult to, to convince a bunch of a theater full of people to sit right, through. Right, right, right. Um, so this is a little bit more fun. Yeah, I when we were kind of considering the live show this year, I think our goal was to have something. I think we were looking for something like Unarius is mm -hmm. what we were kind of looking for. And this is one that we had and just hadn't done yet. Um, and the more I read about it, the more I was like, this shit is wild. There's whole sections that, frankly, like we could have done a three part. Yeah on this cult now a lot of it, it would have been a lot of the same for huge sections of it but there's large sections of the cult where they're kind of moving from house to house getting funding marrying this person or you know pulling the wool over this person's eyes there's a whole there's subsection also of people suing her because they're finding out that it's bullshit you know all kinds of stuff there's also an entire subplot that i had to cut out for time uh of just a thing where um in the Rhodes family they they convinced somebody else to come and that person within like a week had had converted his entire family oh so fun part about that we cut that out mm -hmm. but that's rick bod's family mm -hmm. so that's his grandparents so the guy that's that wrote the other book yeah oh sorry no it's okay but that that he converts his entire family and wastes their entire life savings. Yeah. And not just his like family, family, grandparents, parents, like their entire family. Yeah. And she saw May Otis saw how useful he was at converting people. So she used him to try and get to the head of uh, the Christian science movement by sending him to go convince them to be like, she's obviously the next in line. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, she yeah. tried to Jim Jones Christian science. Yeah. That's so upsetting too because it's like, it's so much harder to leave a cult then because you have no safety net. You have no yeah. family or anyone on the outside. And literally yeah. the only reason they really got out is once May went to prison and the cult kind of moved to Tahoe, some of the younger generation who'd been born into the cult were like, yeah, I think we're gonna go. This and is then dumb. gradually everyone came out of it. But they there was a little bit of blame placed on the one who brought them all in. Yeah. Too. Like for his entire life. Dude, I'd be pissed. Yeah. And and I mean, not in a harsh way, but uh Beast in the Abyss talks about it a little bit. Yeah. He goes a lot into his personal family dynamics and how people fit into the cult. Yeah, we had a great time on that episode. Um, Illuminati Part 2 is coming up next. Uh, very sorry for all of the, the breaks we've just had. So much busy shit. Um, <laughs> just to let you guys in a little bit on my life is I, uh, 
the first week I went to New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Utah, and then I went to San Francisco for a week. My birthday was in there somewhere in the middle. Um, and then I went to, uh, now I'm going to the Pacific Northwest, uh, this week as we record this, I leave tomorrow. Yeah. Armando's pretty much been on like a full tour schedule. And so researching is tough, but recording has also been just yeah. schedule wise. It's been a nightmare. So. But I'm figuring out, um, that was part of the meeting today. And also, uh, we're restructuring some things to make, uh, everything like the speculation zones for Patreon members and also these episodes more consistent better while also keeping up with like our growing schedules and shit so um we are there is a light at the end of the tunnel if you're like oh wow they just did a a a fucking bonus episode it's like yeah we're taking one week off and then we're just gonna fucking like bam back to it um but yeah so there's some great shit coming up um oh boy illuminati part two is so fucking insane I've been doing a bunch of reading for it uh, so that I can start to do it while, you know, while I'm out. Oh, my fucking God. It's going to be so fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. If you, uh, hey, hey, everybody, if you want to follow me and um, here, here's my, okay, here's my open call. If you want to be part of the consumer research group that I will test my schematics for a skin car on. <laughs> not that we will turn you into a skin car, not like some awful B movie bullshit. I'm talking about, we're going to make normally when they do research groups, they try and make the best car possible. I want to make the most nightmarish evil thing ever. And then we will design a skin car. Cockroach skin car. No, oh, you won. Spider and skin I've lost yeah. for having to have skin car about with it. diarrhea. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, everything in the trunk smells rancid. Everything in the town smells rancid. <laughs> if it has diarrhea, that's the worst town to be in mm-hmm. still better than a smart car though anyway <laughs> anyway uh if you want to help me with that you can follow me on instagram and twitter at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff this week on friday the 7th i will be in san diego it sounds like peace it sounds like a bees it sounds like you have a bunch of bees in your tailpipe fart that's what it sounds like uh, on Friday the 7th, I will be in San Diego, California, headlining a show. Um, I don't have the information for that in front of me. My phone just died. <laughs> so uh, that will be on my Instagram and on my Twitter. Uh, on Saturday the 8th, I'll be at uh, Madhouse Comedy Club for two shows, 7.30 and 9.45. And uh, also a third show somewhere else at 11. And then on Sunday the 9th, I will be in Redlands for Laugh Local at 8 p.m. Okay. I love you. Bye. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm not going to kiss the microphone, but uh, you can check out my sweet, sweet paintings on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. You can check also some of those paintings, and sometimes I still make jokes on Twitter at Sundress Comic. Uh, or you could be Facebook friends, no big deal, so whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm almost at 2K followers on Instagram, and so when I get there, I'm going to do a little giveaway thing, a little, little, little freebie, little enter thing, you know. You should definitely. Sweet painting, so. You should definitely follow her on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. She just did a giveaway to help out the uh, Australian. Um, <gasps> Oh, yeah, to help out the uh, Australian Red Cross. And you guys raised $367 yeah. to help people. Yeah. So good 
you guys are great. You're awesome. And uh, Ashley Tirado won that, and she's doing a giveaway too. So if you're friends with her, you can check that out. Yeah, it was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen where just like so many people came together just to like help a great cause. And and it was really sweet of you to do that, Andrea. It made me super happy. Yeah. I like helping people. It makes me feel good. You're a good person (laughs) and you did a really nice thing. You are the, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's part of the reason people found out that we were dating. (laughs) Andrea Gazetta, the human version of a good deed. Aww. Aww. That's nice. <laughs> um, hey, guys. So starting on February 5th, uh, I'm on... February 5th is uh, this Wednesday? Yeah. as when it comes out, if mm-hmm. you wanted to say that. Yeah. So this Wednesday, February 5th, I am actually on an additional podcast. Yeah. yeah. Super. If you want to hear a lot more from me, uh, I will be on a new part podcast uh, hosted by my friend Crystal Adams called Black Card Rehab, in which I am the token white person while Crystal and a multitude of guests learn about all kinds of different things in black culture. Yeah. It's uh, really cute and I love it. It's such a fun show. Crystal's really funny and so is Paige and you guys should check it out. Yeah. That sounds great. That's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. Crystal is hilarious and Paige, as you all know, is fucking killer. Um, Yeah, watching Paige crush it at stand-up was just like, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then... Guess you look like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, I did. (laughs) You know what? If you pulled all my skin off Buffalo Bill style... We might be able to cover a smart car. <laughs> uh, on February 11th, I'll be roast battling Jay Light at the world famous comedy store. Oh, and shit. Then on March 15th, I will be in the YooHoo room at Flappers in Burbank doing a longer set. Fuck yeah. YooHoo. Mm-hmm. And if you like our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. At Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or or if you want to send us a small mock-up of a skin car <laughs> or your schematics for a skin car or pictures of you nude in the shape of a car. Oh, I don't like it. Or your skin. Okay, sure. And a car. And a car. Okay, if you send me skin, you have to send me a car. <laughs> that it, is the deal. It can be Hot Wheels, depending on the size of skin oh, you God, send. yeah. Armando now has so many Hot Wheels so does from Paige. this meeting. Yeah, I do too. And he, the joy. He came and he's like, we have Hot Wheels now. And I was like, why? Where and how? Yeah. Andrea goes, uh, I went, oh, I got a ton of free Hot Wheels. And she goes, wow, that'd be great if we had a child. And I was like, Andrea, I have a lightsaber. <laughs> I'm the child I, now. I am. Uh, I My Hot Wheels will be going to my very, very young cousins. Yeah, see? Uh, and then two of them probably to Jake. Okay. But- <laughs> My young family ain't getting shit. Oh my god, Jake could keep them in his beard. <laughs> well, because we got we got like regular Hot Wheels, and then we got some like fancy, fancy Hot Wheels. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we got to sit on the friends' couch. It was very cool. Yeah, we got to sit sweet. on the couch from friends. Anyway, I'm so sorry. We've gotten so off track. If you want to send us skin and a car, if you want to send us uh, more Hot Wheels, you can do that at three seven five six West Avenue forty Suite K number two thirty seven. Like, like the, the Shining, Shining, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero six five. I like to call them. Bi- Chicka Wow wheels. <laughs> God damn it. That's funny. Oh, man. I love it. And if you want more information on the show, you can go to coltpodcastshow.com. Or, okay, he, okay, hear me out. Okay. 
in honor of the unsavory old-timey photos they took in Blackbird Cult. Okay. Send us pictures of Hot Wheels cars in unsavory places. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. That'll get us kicked off Instagram. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a Hot Wheel in a skin car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I stuck this Hot Wheel in my ass. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I wanted. Good. I had to go to a doctor. <laughs> I want x-ray photos from the inside. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, I would watch x-ray. Like, if it's an x-ray photo of your behind, like, yes, I'm down for that. With a car in it? Yeah, with a car in it. Do not. Don't do this. Please don't do this. not. We are not at any level. This is a joke. Please do not. Advocating for you to stick anything inside of your body at all. Which is why you should send us live animals. (laughs) What? No. <laughs> no. Dude, our lawyer is at home trying to sleep, and then his lawyer says, like, I sense a lawsuit coming. <laughs> Blood? There's a snake in my skin car. Oh, God. Oh. Ooh, what if you made skin cars out of other kinds of skin, like snake skin? I I guess. believe that would be a real thing. Someone, I feel like it somebody... sounds like the car that 50 Cent drives. <laughs> or wait. <laughs> or what's How do you his know name? What 50 Cent drives? What's his name? Tim McGraw. That sounds like- How did you? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We're supposed to be finishing sure? the episode. Are you How- sure it was Tim Tim McGraw or Tim Tebow? As you oh were yeah, Andrea pronounces Tim Tebow's name as Tim Tebow. But there's so many things to unpack here. Did you confuse <laughs> Tim McGraw With for fifty cents? Cent? No, I did not. Here's the thing. Someone said, "What if cars had different kinds of skin?" And all I could think was a snakeskin car. That sounds like something baller. That sounds like something 50 Cent would drive. And then I was like, hold up. You know who loves ska- snakeskin? Fucking cowboys. You know who would drive a snakeskin car? Fucking fake cowboy singer, Tim McGraw. I got to tell you, this checks out. I want to see the show of, of 50 Cent and <laughs> Tim McGraw hanging out in a snakeskin car, driving through the country. Just guzzling vitamin water. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> chugging it. Oh, my God. It'll be called Country Boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With B-O-I-S. <laughs> With a lot of S's at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin car. <laughs> country Boys. I'm so tired. Uh... I'm going to say on this one, don't drink vitamin water. No. It's expensive. And, there's and not it's mostly sugar. Yeah. Uh, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Alternate fact, vitamin water is new age Kool-Aid. Change my mind. Change I, my mind. The dragon fruit one, though. It's ver- very good. Very good.